We all wanna be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Good morning. All right, welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I am your host and your coach, Brittany King. How are we doing, my friend? I am doing wonderful. My sister got married this last weekend, and I should mention that it was at our house in our backyard. And it was just a dream come true on so many different levels. Now, every single time I look in the backyard, that's all I can see. Our backyard was literally transformed into the most beautiful venue. I just can't get over it. It was incredible. We were sitting back in the backyard yesterday and everything went back to normal. All of the rentals, all of the, um, we had to put our pool fence back up. We cleaned up the backyard and still the memories are just embedded in my mind. And when I'm looking at the space, that is what I see. We have this beautiful grassy hill in our backyard and they got married on top of that hill. And it was just so beautiful. And it was such a fun time. Our, our pickleball, we have a pickleball court. That's also a basketball court. And the dance floor was right in the middle of that. And it was so fun dancing on our pickleball court, just taking it all in, you know, savoring each moment and moments like that are the reason why we're here, right? We had to get to experience these moments of joy, bliss, happiness, and it's what makes the human experience so powerful because when you don't have those types of experiences, when you do have it, it just makes it more magnificent. And life isn't meant to just be on one side or the other. We're meant to experience both. So when we are in that place of euphoria, you know, we can actually appreciate it. And that's how I felt all weekend, just celebrating my sister and my brother-in-law and just hanging out with our family and friends. And it was just truly so special. We were even thinking about Ellie as she gets older, telling her about the wedding and how she was there as the flower girl. There's just so many layers to it. And I think the thing that makes me the most excited or happy, or I don't need, no, those are not the words. The word is what makes me feel most, I guess it's really just grateful to be able to do that, to hold the venue, have the space for the wedding, because every single time my sister and her husband, Jarrett come to our house, which is often, they'll always have that in their mind, like this very special place. So backyard wedding all the way. I know that that's not uh, available to everyone. And it was such a privilege to be able to do that. But that I think is the most incredible part is every single time we're at in our backyard, we'll get to reminisce about the amazing, amazing wedding, the amazing celebration of love 
that went down. Definite father of the bride vibes, but maybe we'll create a remix and have it sister of the bride and we can recreate the whole experience because it was truly magical. It was just so magical. I love weddings. I would consider myself a wedding guest expert. <laughs> I just am always on the dance floor. I'm always having people join me on the dance floor, having great conversations, just enjoying because there is truly, I think what I love about weddings so much being a projector, being someone that absorbs a lot of energy is everybody's energy is so high. There is such high vibes at a wedding because there's so much love oozing out of the guest onto the couple. And it just feels so good. It is so powerful. It is so powerful. And I just feel beyond blessed that we got to have that experience in our backyard. Oh my goodness. So I'm riding a high. It wasn't even my wedding, but it felt it felt similar. I'm feeling similar to after how I felt after our wedding because of that energy, because of that love. And my sister deserves all of it and, and more. She is the person that is there taking care of everyone else and being there for everyone else. And finally, we had the opportunity to pour into her the way she pours into everyone else. And to me, that was the best gift. Oh, so fun. Um, and speaking of fun, that's what this podcast episode is about today, because yesterday we were cleaning up and pretty much cleanup was done, but we had to put our pool fence back up and clean out the pool. There was rose petals in the pool. It was a part of the aesthetic. It was lovely. And we needed to clean it up because we didn't want it to get, make it the pool all gross and algae. So I'm laying, watching Brian put the pool fence up and I'm asking him, Hey, do you need any help putting the pool fence up? And he was like, no, like, okay, great. So I was just continuing to lay there. And a couple minutes later, he says, you know, what would be really helpful is if you skimmed the rose petals out of the pool and my brain instantly was like, no, damn it. <laughs> Shouldn't have asked. I instantly regretted asking if he wanted help because I really just wanted to lay there and do nothing. But of course we are a team and we did just give my backyard to my sister. So of course I wanted to help clean up. So after that moment of being like, I don't want to do it. I redirected my brain to ask myself, how do I get on board with this? How do I get on board with this? And I know this seems such a silly example, but I'll explain why this is so powerful in reinventing success. Um, I thought, how do I get on board with this? And this was kind of a, you know, as I'm talking through it, it seems like a longer process, but it was really only 90 seconds. And one of my core pieces of success reinvention is creating fun on purpose. And I think when we think of fun, we automatically think of pleasure and enjoyment, which is a part of the definition of fun. But I also use creating fun on purpose as a tool to work through challenging, tedious, or boring tasks. And so to me, skimming the pool was very boring and tedious. There was rose petals everywhere. I really didn't want to do it. Um, we have a we have a pool guy that comes on Wednesday, but we didn't want to wait that long. So I was like, all right, how am I already on board with this? How can I get on board with this? And then most importantly, how do I have fun? Because I know when I'm working with my clients that fun 
is the secret sauce. When I'm having the most success in my business and in my life, I am having so much fun. And it's not just the type of fun that is enjoyable or pleasurable. It's finding fun in the process. So I say, all right, Brian, we need some music, first of all. And second of all, I need to make this into a game because if I don't, I'm going to lose interest. And I could feel myself halfway through wanting to put the skimmer down, <laughs> go do something else. But I told myself, nope, we're focusing on this task at hand, focusing on the task at hand. When we're done, we'll go do something enjoyable. We'll go on a walk. We'll go hang out with Ellie when she wakes up. So I was like, all right, I can do this. So the way that I gamified it was I wanted to finish skimming before Brian finished putting up the pool fence. So that was kind of my element of a game. He didn't know that I was playing this game. I was playing this game in my head. And then I told him to put on Dua Lipa because when Dua Lipa is playing, I can just do pretty much anything because I love her music so much. And I went to a co her concert and I had so much fun at her concert. Now, every time I hear Dua Lipa, I'm instantly triggered to think of fun. So put on Dua Lipa, started dancing around the pool while skimming. And next thing I know, I'm done skimming. I get the last rose petal out as soon as Brian finishes the last piece of vents. And I was like, I did it. And it threw the, the skimmer down, did a little dance. <laughs> that was it. And, you know, this example really made me think of how I do other things in my life. Fun is one of those things that have always just been so embedded in who I am. And when I think about what I do and that it seems so seamless to me, it's like, oh yeah, just make something fun. Like that was just, my brain instantly went there. And I realized that a lot of clients and a lot of people that I work with, their brain doesn't work like that. Their brain doesn't instantly go, all right, how do I make this fun? Their brain instantly goes, oh, this is so hard. Oh, I don't want to do it. And then it creates a lot of resistance, which leads to procrastination, which leads to frustration, which leads to disappointment. And then it just perpetuates the cycle of avoiding doing tasks, whether they are boring, hard, tedious, whatever it is. It's just our brain naturally resists things that we think are hard. The way that our brain works is we avoid pain. We seek pleasure and we want things to be easy. So when something is perceived as tedious, right? Or even boring. We don't want to do it. Even if something as simple as skimming the pool and doing some chores around the house. So I wanted to record this episode because I've talked about fun in different episodes, but I really want to talk about fun in, in the sense of doing the hard thing and why this is such a underutilized tool and why it is so helpful to create success, sustained success in your life. I work with a lot of women and they are high achievers. And I think a lot of them consider themselves pretty serious. Like they take life pretty serious. And when you think of the word fun, they think that it's only something children can do and children find things pleasurable and fun in the, in the simple, in the simplicity of different tasks. And that's not true. Deep down, we have an inner child within us who wants to make things fun, right? 
See, I know we get older and it's very easy to spend time focusing on serious things. We have way more access to the media and the news. We know about all the terrible things that are happening in the world all the time. We get bogged down by budgets. We get bogged down by work deadlines. We just are getting so overstimulated with things that our brain is perceiving as serious and not fun. But the problem with these things is not the things itself, but it's our relationship with it, right? If we don't think that it's enjoyable, it can add stress. So it's really important to be onto ourselves about what our thoughts are about the things in our life that make us feel so serious all the time. So first, let's just talk about what fun actually is. So the way that the dictionary defines fun is what provides amusement or enjoyment. And this definition is pretty good, right? It provides amusement or enjoyment. And this is what I find really fascinating about this definition is it provides amusement or enjoyment. So fun is not an emotion, right? Fun can come from our thoughts and it's a result of our thinking, what provides amusement or enjoyment. For So for the example of me skimming, I was playing music while skimming the pool. And then after I was like, oh, that was fun because I was dancing to do a Lipa while doing a tedious, boring task. So the task itself uh, tied with Dua Lipa provided amusement or enjoyment. And it went by super fast. I don't know how long it took me because by the time I was done, I was like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> no. What one person thinks is fun, the other person not, right? Fun is very subjective. We all find different activities amusing and enjoyable. So what matters is not the activity itself. It's whether you are having a good time while doing the activity. So if you're not on board with having fun or making fun a priority and using fun as a tool to create success in your life, to create fulfillment, there are some really important benefits to call out. Number one, having fun keeps you energized and I think will keep you young, right? When we are not having fun and we're feeling stressed out, stress speeds up aging. Stress deteriorates our body. It help, It makes our cognitive abilities decline. So if you have too much stress, you basically feel older every single day. But when you're having fun, you stay young. It's just as simple as that. When you're having fun, it helps increase your memory. When you're having fun, it helps you remember certain things, certain elements about what you're doing in that moment of time. Because when you are experiencing fun, when you're experiencing amusement, when you're experiencing joy, you are making neural connections in your brain to remember it because it's creating dopamine. It wants you to keep doing these activities that your brain finds pleasurable. So to me, that is one of the biggest benefits, right? <laughs> Keeps you young, helps you feel energized. It makes makes you feel less stress, which when you're feeling less stressed, then that benefits all other areas of your mental health and physical health, right? It improves your sleep. When you're less stressed, you sleep better. So if you're having fun, even in the tedious hard tasks, this is a remedy to stress relief. 
So when you have more fun, the less stress you have, the better sleep you'll have. And y'all know sleep is everything. <laughs> sleep is everything. It helps with your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. So if you're having more fun and your stress is less, you're going to sleep better and it's going to impact your well-being, mind, body, spirit. So if you're not on board with me yet, stick with me because the fact that we don't make an effort to make things fun is a huge part of the problem. I think a lot of times my clients fall into this trap, this arrival fallacy that they can have fun once they've reached a certain level, once they've arrived to a certain place. And only that just prolongs them getting there. First of all, it prolongs them feeling better because they think once they arrive somewhere else, they're going to magically feel better. When in fact, you can find joy, you can find fun, you can find enjoyment in the process. And let me explain what I mean by that. So I can talk about fun in, I've talked about fun in the way of scheduling it on your calendar, making a list of things that bring you joy. I know when I work with clients for the first time, I ask them what brings them joy and they can't answer it. And so we have to go and really dive into what it is that has brought them joy in the past, why they enjoyed it so much, what was pleasurable about the activity, and then start scheduling time for it. So I talk about it in the sense of just activities in general and scheduling time on your calendar. But what I haven't talked about in the, the, in the scope of fun is making the work that you're doing, no matter how challenging or boring it is, enjoyable. And I find that this is really where I lose most people because they're like, no, writing this article or doing this task that is a, that is a smaller task that is a part of the bigger picture. That's not fun. It's really, really hard. And I don't want to do it. Let's say you're studying for a test or you want to start your business and you need to make a, a marketing plan. You know, I work with a wide range of clients and they, the tasks that they have to do towards their bigger goal seem very tedious. And when they are not enjoying the process, when they're thinking it's really hard, it literally stunts their growth. Now on the other side of it is if you are having fun in the process, in the journey, fun is the ingredient to increasing flow. And so flow is a mental state where a person engages with feeling fully present and energized in the activity that they're doing. So this is full involvement, full focus. So when you have fun doing an activity, right? You are going to find flow. And finding flow creates better outcomes, better performance. You're able to cope with stress better. And ultimately, it will create more positive emotions towards the goal that you're working towards. Now, I'm not saying that you have to have positive emotions all the time to reach your goals. In fact, positive emotions, you only want to have 50% of the time. But when you're accessing more useful emotions, those emotions are going to help you take action towards the vision, towards the goal that you want to create. So 
finding joy in the process, creating joy in the journey is the skill that you absolutely can develop. Now I'm not, this is not a skill that is naturally inherent. Even for me, that fun has always just been a part of my DNA. It's not inherent. I have to consciously work on this skill every single day, or else if not, I will want to do the easy thing. I will want to avoid the hard thing. And I will say that I didn't get to this place in my business by avoiding the hard thing. I got to this place in my business because I embraced the challenge and I'd ask myself every single day, how do I make this fun? Now, the days that I don't do that is when I know that I'm out of alignment. Fun is one of my values and not just in the sense of having a good time or doing things that bring me ultimate pleasure and joy. That's a part of it. I'm very good at creating that for myself, but really it's in the process of creation. When I am creating a new content or I'm creating a program and I'm working with a new client and I'm feeling a lot of resistance the way that I break through it is by asking myself this simple question, how do I make this fun? And so fun is not an emotion, but fun is a mindset. It's a mental habit that you can develop. It's about finding the enjoyment in the tediousness of the task, in the challenge, asking yourself, this question is going to open up your mind to a whole different perspective about how you approach your work. And this is what I mean about that. Fun doesn't have to involve enjoyment at all. And maybe it has a little bit of enjoyment, but it doesn't have to enjoy very much. It doesn't have to involve as very much enjoyment, probably not as much as you think that it does. Now, I know when you think about fun, you think fun has to feel good, but that's not necessarily true. When we let go of what we think fun should feel like, and we open up to seeing our activities or challenges in a new way, that can be what creates fun. So play can be a part of a difficult task, and it doesn't have to be pleasurable, but it frees us from the discomfort that we're feeling. It frees us from feeling frustrated. It frees us from feeling afraid. It frees us of feeling distracted. It frees us from feeling overwhelmed. When we can invite in play to a difficult task, it allows us to see the activity in a different way. And when we try to distract ourselves, we are avoiding discomfort. So if we can reimagine challenging tasks as fun, this allows you to approach your work, the things that you want to create in your life in a much more empowering way. Just imagine how powerful you would feel if you were able to transform the difficult task at hand into something that felt like enjoyment, something that felt like play. So for me, yesterday, when I was skimming the pool, that task is very very tedious. There was rose petals 
everywhere. But reimagining that task as fun, turning it into a game, making it playful, allowed it to the time to go by really fast. And then afterwards, the feeling that I got was very accomplished. The rest of the day was just so fun. We went to lunch with Ellie. We went like it was just such a good day. And it was because the tasks at hand that we did, we did the hardest thing first of getting the boring stuff out of the way on Sunday so we could enjoy the rest of our day was incredibly powerful. And Brian felt the same way. I mean, he has a different way of approaching it. But the rest of the day, we just said it felt like this very long, luxurious Sunday where we did did the hard thing in the morning and then we had the rest of the day to just do what we wanted to do and had no agenda and just it was such a beautiful, fun day. So a lot of times when we are faced with a difficult task, right, we want to cover up the negative emotion, right? The resistance that we're feeling. And instead of dis- un- instead of avoiding the uncomfortable emotion, instead of avoiding the discomfort, What you do instead is go into the discomfort. You understand the discomfort. And when we can be with that discomfort, then it allows us to really shift our mindset, shift our perspective to look at it from a different lens. So fun is not a feeling so much as a product of something that comes from doing the task at hand. So another example is when you're working on a project. For me, I was working on a training last week and the steps to create the training were tedious. There were quite a few steps. I was following them and it was hard. It was really hard. But by turning it into an enjoyable experience from start to finish, I had so much fun creating. I had so much fun training. I had so much fun following up because I turned it into an enjoyable experience. Was it hard? Absolutely. But what I did was I made it fun. Each time I checked off a part of the the action step, I did a little dance. I gave myself a high five. When I finished the training, I danced around my room because it was so fun to go from idea to creation to action to finish the finished product to delivering the product. And that in and of itself was such a good time. So fun is the aftermath of deliberately manipulating a familiar situation in a new way. So what I mean by that is fun is the product of doing something in a something that is familiar, but in a new way. The newness of your approach is what makes it fun. So instead of running away from the discomfort, running away from the pain, using the using your mindset, using your perspective to look at the, the challenge in a way that you hadn't seen it before. Because by doing this, it creates novelty to engage your attention and maintain focus when in the past it would be really easy to get distracted because you would be trying to avoid feeling the discomfort. So I really want you to think about this because even in the most tedious tasks, even in the things that you find the most boring or mundane, 
you can find novelty in those things and you can do that with your mindset. You can do that with your mindset, asking yourself this empowering question, how can I make this fun? And if you have a hard time answering it, really going into the next question of, okay, if this, if I could make this fun, what would I be doing? And then just following your inner wisdom because your inner wisdom knows your inner wisdom knows when you turn off the external noise and you get quiet and you ask yourself, how do I make this fun? And if I knew, and if your brain goes, I don't know, which your brain will, because you haven't made some, a tedious task or a challenging task fun before asking yourself, well, what if I did know, what would that look like? What would it feel like? Another example of making things fun for me, the thing that pops into my mind is making dinner. I love to cook and I also get very distracted. It's very easy for me to start doing something and then think about something and want to go do another task when the obvious task at hand is finishing making a meal. So one of the things that I do is I also gamify it. I make it fun. I find play. So instead of doing it straight all the way through, I look at it in different phases. And in my gaming brain, I look at it in different levels. So level one, we'll be getting all the ingredients. Level two, we'll be prepping and chopping the ingredients. And level three, we'll be putting all of the ingredients together. Now I could just go about this in a very mundane, boring, um, systematic way, or I can have fun with it. I can put on some music. I can use a spatula for a microphone. And the next thing that I do, next thing I know is that the meal is done and I've totally lost track of time, but for whatever reason, the meal is completed. And the reason why is because I found enjoyment in the process. I found joy in the, in my brain, boring task of chopping. I love making dinner. I hate prepping all the ingredients. I just hate it. It gets so bored. I, I, if I'm not having fun with it, I literally will, it'll take me so long to complete the task because I will be thinking of an email I need to respond to or a text message I need to send. And I get, it takes 10 times longer than it actually needs to take. But when I put on music, and I set my intention and I know the different levels, the different phases of making the meal that I need to do, it all of a sudden becomes so much easier. Now, making dinner is something that I do all the time. And by turning it in, taking something that I do all the time and making it new and making it fresh each time helps create a really fun experience. And truly, I think that is what it's all about is not waiting to have fun when all the conditions, all of the circumstances outside of you are perfect, because let me tell you, they never will be, but looking at where you're currently at right now and asking yourself this powerful question, how can I make this fun? If you stop looking at challenges, like challenges, and you start looking at it as opportunities 
to grow, as you start looking them as opportunities to help you become more of who you want to be, then that is going to shift how you approach them. And then all of a sudden the hard, tedious task doesn't seem so hard and tedious anymore. So if you've been procrastinating, we are officially in the season of spring. Quarter two has begun and you are not where you want to be. And you've noticed one of the reasons why you're not where you want to be is because you have been procrastinating on your goals. You have a lot of resistance to making the changes that you want to make and you just don't even know where to begin. I want to invite for you to begin with having fun on purpose. Looking at the task at hand, looking at the goal that you have and the tasks, the steps that it would take to get there. Starting with this question, how can I make this fun? How am I already on board? And instead of trying to find the perfect answer, allow the answer to come to you. Allow the answer to come to you. And the way that you need to do this is by creating a space where there's no distractions, where there's no external noise, a space for you to really go inward. Because I believe that you have this inner wisdom, this inner knowing. And when you turn off the outside noise and you ask yourself a question like this and really listen for the answer, you're going to be amazed at what comes up. Not what someone is telling you to do. It's what's coming up from within you. You have this internal guidance system that wants to help you get everything you want in your life. So instead of thinking about, oh, why is this so hard? I hate that this is so hard. Asking yourself, how can I make this fun? How can I make this fun? Telling you this question is going to change how you approach so many different areas of your life. Now, I want to give you one little caveat, something to look out for, because there is fake fun and then there is true fun. And it's also, I think about it as false pleasure and true pleasure. And false pleasure is a numbing activity that leaves you feeling empty when you are done engaging in it. And true pleasure, true fun makes you feel nourished and refreshed. So false pleasure, fake fun is something like, Uh, scrolling a feed, um, binge watching television shows, like there's certain things that it feels enjoyable in the moment, but when you feel empty after, that's how you know that it's false pleasure. But true fun, you will know that you are engaging in true pleasure. True fun is when you feel nourished and energized by that activity. So going back to my pool skimming example, I felt energized after skimming the pool. Now, if I didn't feel energized, I knew that I was not engaging in true fun, but I was lit up afterwards. I was so excited about completing the task. I was having so much fun dancing to the music and that energy is what played into the rest of the day and now the rest of the week. So what I'm going to do as I approach the rest of the week is every single day before I start my work day is asking my, looking at the tasks that I have at hand, knowing exactly what I need to do and asking myself, how am I going to make this fun? How am I going to make this fun? And just brainstorming some thoughts that are going to help me because those thoughts is what's going to create how I feel. And I don't need to feel pleasure. I don't need to feel joy because I know that that's going to come 
as a product of engaging from this mindset. I know that this is going to be the outcome from thinking this way. So I know that if I let my thoughts do the heavy lifting and I truly ask myself and really fully get immersed in the experience, I know that that feeling is going to come as a result. It's going to be a byproduct of this thinking. So instead of just focusing on the actions, instead of focusing on your outcomes, focus on the thought that is going to help you produce in a enjoyable, pleasurable way. It doesn't have to be an enjoyable task in order to produce that type of energy. I'm going to say that again. It doesn't have to be an enjoyable task in order to produce that type of energy. It doesn't. It's all about how you think about it. Our brains are so powerful. So I want to invite you to give this a try this week, thinking on purpose about how to make the tedious task fun, how to make the challenging tasks fun. And when you give this a try, let me know how it goes. It's not going to come natural at first, and that's totally okay. If it doesn't come natural and you're not coming up with thoughts right away, just know nothing's gone wrong. Your brain just isn't wired this way, but it is a skill that you can learn and develop into. All right, my friend. So here is to having so much fun this week, approaching your schedule, approaching your task, approaching the things that you want to get done with fun. I truly believe that if you're not having fun, what's the point? We only have one life to live and you're not enjoying it. We got to look at why. Why aren't you enjoying it? Why aren't you having fun in the journey? Why aren't you creating that for yourself? Because you have the power to create that every single day. All right, my friends. So I'm going to give you a, you're going to be the first to know because you're listening to the podcast. I am opening enrollment to my group coaching program and all of the details are coming out this week, but I want to give you a little heads up that it's coming. If you've been looking or curious about working with me, I have a new program called Activate that is going live this month and I would love to have you be a part of it. We take this work that we do on this podcast and not only do you learn it, you take that knowledge and you learn, you embody it, you become that person. You become a person that makes tasks, challenging tasks, tedious tasks, fun. You become the version of yourself that I know that you want to be. I teach you how to create success and fulfillment in your life and not only create it, but sustain it. I teach you how to have it. I teach you how to expand your capacity to having all of the goodness in your life. And I teach you how to overcome the setbacks that are going to come your way. So if you are looking for a community to do this work with, I would love to have you join mine. So if you want to find out more information, there's a link in the show notes. I'd love to hop on a call to make sure that we would be a good fit to work together. Uh, So if you want schedule in the show notes, the, um, the the, the scheduler link is in the show notes. I'll drop it in the Facebook group as well. I would love to help you create sustained success in your life. All right, my friend, until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.